when you make a movie, you want to make sure it's a big hit at the box office. But then people, they want more. They want the sequel. They want the, the trilogy. They want the franchise. Today, we're going to be talking about it right here on the Q-Busters. Hey, you sitting there with a bowl of popcorn, wondering what to stream on TV? Fear not, we're the Q-Busters, Andrew and Ken. Grab some snacks and enjoy a fresh look at the hottest shows, movies, and streams. I'm Andrew, he's Ken. How you doing, Ken? What are we talking about today? So I thought it was going to be fun and an appropriate time to talk about the top 10 best movie franchises of all time. Of course, this is just going to be our opinion on the matter. With such big hits coming out this year, especially with Dune that just got released uh, a week or two ago, I thought it was the perfect timing for us to reveal who our favorite franchises are. On top of that, we got some movie news. Chris Pratt voicing another famous, iconic character. And then some trailers to go over with you. Yeah, uh, I love it. I think the past year for theaters has proven if you're not a franchise, good luck getting people to come see your movie. Um, And yeah, you mentioned Dune has the makings of a great franchise movie-wise. So it inspired us really to make these lists. Let's jump into a quick or bust recap of what we watched this week. I'll start. The Bears still suck. Uh, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Still a good show. What about you, Ken? So I was unable to review Chucky episode three last week. Episode four dropped on Tuesday. So I'm going to give you a back-to-back update on the Chucky series that's on Sci-Fi and USA, and as the previews always say, it's certifiably fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. (laughs) This show just gets better and better. Episode three and four were super intense and really felt like extended, um, like like an extended miniseries in a way. So the creator Don Mancini of Child's Play was able to take his vision that he's had in the last six Chucky movies and morph it into this iconic TV show um, where every episode so far has felt like movie quality. I mean, you even get the iconic voices back. um, You get fresh characters and then you intermix characters from the movies uh, and voila, it's been a masterpiece so far. And he's so good at ending his episodes with a cliffhanger so that every week you can't wait for Tuesday. Tuesday is not my favorite day of the week for TV. So this episode ends with Chucky giving the main characters the finger as now all of these kids know that Chucky, in fact, is the one slashing everyone. Um, So. Really cool, and they give more backstory on Charles Lee Ray, how he became a killer, and all that good stuff. So I like how they're fleshing out this character even more. Um, it's just it's just fun. You know, if you're looking for a TV show to watch, I know a lot of people are watching You on Netflix, which is about a killer. The only killer I'm interested in right now is Chucky. I love it. I love that it's like you're looking forward to that day of the week. I love 
that because Chucky's got that kind of personality. He's sassy. He's funny. He's also, you know, a killer. So I, great. Uh, I definitely I'm the more I hear you talk about it, the more inclined I am to watch it. What I might not be inclined to watch is the new Garfield movie. Uh, who hired Chris Pratt to voice act as Garfield. So that's right. The voice of Mario is now the voice of Garfield as well. Uh, what are your initial reactions to this news, Ken? It's a me, a Mario, and I want some lasagna. <laughs> it's a uh, me. I hate Mondays. Like, <laughs> I think Chris Pratt is uh, proving once again why he is probably one of the best actors in America uh, and why he's so in demand. Um I don't know how he's going to keep up with his movie schedule, um, but if there's one man who could probably do it, it's him. Um, I think he's actually going to do a better job at Garfield than Mario. Um, But I don't know why we're getting this, to be honest. I don't know if there's truly a demand for Garfield. The last time they touched this property... I thought they executed it really well. Bill Murray was a really good Garfield. It was kind of like live action mixed with cartoon. Um, And I enjoyed it. So not really sure why um, Garfield is surfacing again. But, hey, if you're going to do it, at least get the right voice. And I think Chris Pratt was a decent hire. So I can't wait to see a trailer to see where they're going with it. Maybe they... uh, uh, get some other big time voices as well. Uh, I think I echo your sentiments perfectly. Uh, I think he'll he'll do a better job voicing Garfield. I still think the Mario movie will be a better movie, and that's precisely because I don't think Garfield is in demand right now. Uh, I think you nailed it. What did you think of Morbius? Were you able to check out the trailer? Yeah, I saw it. I saw. Was there. A- that was a good trailer, I thought. Y- yeah. Um, of the two trailers we watched, because we watched Morbius and we watched the book of Boba Fett, right? Uh, I'm not as excited for this one. Um, I'm, sh- You know, at this point, it's probably just my bias against Sony and, like, Venom. I, I, I have no familiarity with Morbius, if I'm being honest. So I don't know what to expect. It'll it looks like it'll be fine. Some things looked a little cheesy. Some things look really cool. I, wasn't the vulture in it for a moment? He was. Yep. Uh, that, that looked really cool. If this movie's bad, then that'll be look really bad for the MCU. If not, then it'll be fine. Like I think it's I think like for the Marvel Cinematic Universe, it's more risky than it'd be worth to, to allow Sony to do that. But at the end of the day, they're here to make money, and we're going to see it, because it's another superhero movie, and I can't get enough of them right now. Uh, so for those who don't know, um, the 90s Spider-Man animated series that ran on Disney for a long time, uh, I think it's still on Disney+, Plus. really fleshed out the Morbius character. So if you want to get more information on that, check out that show, because... He's basically like another anti-hero. Um, he's not a good guy. He's not a bad guy. He's just somebody that 
had tragedy struck. He's a doctor. He's looking for a cure. Unfortunately, he gets bit by a bat and turned into a vampire. Yeah. Um, I'm excited because I know a Blade movie's in development, and I know Blade and Morbius go head-to-head. So I wouldn't be surprised if at some point in time they sneak uh, Blade into this franchise, even maybe at the end. Uh, And I did see Oscorp uh, pop up on the screen while watching the trailer. And that's not somebody we've seen in the new Spider-Man series. So I wonder if they do somehow connect those universes, who's going to be Norman Osborn? Yeah, I saw some people were like digging into it frame by frame, and there—I don't know if it was the Oscorp scene or the there was like a Daily Bugle logo, but the logo was from like the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies. Um, so like I I, I definitely think they're playing a bit with uh, the multiverse stuff, and I I do think Sony's like getting more and more involved with the MCU on the Spider-Man front, so. We'll see where it goes. Uh, but, I mean, like, vampire antagonist, dude? Yeah, I'm down. Like, like, like here, here's my issue. Right, I've thought about it several times. It's not the MCU proper, so I'm, I'm just not as excited about it. I'm excited about it. I just can't get myself the same kind of hype, because I know it's different people. And that's yeah. fine. And I like the look of Morbius. I think Jared Leto is uh, one of those actors that can really get into a role. I've always said this, love or hate the Suicide Squad, I wish we could have seen um, his full version of the Joker. Because I think it would have been interesting to see more footage of that. But we'll see how Morbius uh, checks out. You did hint on... Book of Boba Fett. What was your thoughts on that? That was a really uh, decent trailer that kind of gave us an idea of what to expect this season. Yeah, I, I'm hyped for it. I, there was a lot of cool stuff in there. Uh, it, it's like there's a lot of hints of like how Boba Fett is still a badass. Um, I'm sure at some point they'll cover the obvious how he escaped the Sarlacc pit, right? Because uh, they did not go or touch that at all in the trailer, but I don't know if it'll be a flashback or if like it's just a conversation of him telling someone they'll have to cover it. Like if they don't, they will have failed at their jobs. Um. Uh, no, I'm hyped. Man, like I enjoyed Mandalorian, and I think this will be just as good for me. Yeah, I expect a lot of great action sequences. I expect more background on Boba Fett. Um, and I expect a lot of uh, double crossing going on. So, you know, everyone wants to be the ruler. So um, it should be a good brawl to the end. You see, that's interesting. I don't expect because like, I don't expect that coming from Boba Fett, just the people around him. Yes. Yeah. There's that scene where like he's bringing back all the bounty hunters together to let him yeah. know he's he's the guy now. Uh, and it kind of looks like none of them really care uh, yeah. or have his respect. So uh, yeah, it's it's going to be fun to see how that kind of plays out. Uh, it's a shame that um, Jabba Hutt's already dead because he's one of my favorites. So um, 
I, hopefully there's some flashbacks. Yeah. I'm sure Java. he's dead, but he's not gone. Like there, there'll be like an underling of his that still is like trying to secure power. That's still loyal to the Java name or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, that looks hype. I'm, I'm excited for that. Uh, do we know when that's coming out? Christmas. Christmas. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Disney's uh, Christmas present to us on the Cube Busters. Nice. Yeah, that that looks really good. I'm I'm very excited for that. Dun, 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 dun. Are you ready for some franchise talk? Yeah, so here's what we're going to do, folks. Uh, Ken and I each drew up a list of our top 10, maybe 11 favorite franchises. But we also asked you last week to write to us, talk to us, tell us what some of your favorite franchises are. Ken has a list in front of him that he's going to go over. So he will do that, and then we'll get into our lists. Of course, we also made predictions for each other, which we will get into before revealing our list. So Ken, hit us off. What do the fans love in terms of franchises? So my good friend Mike from New Orleans, a good friend of both of ours, Uh, gave me a couple titles of movies that he enjoyed. So I'll go ahead and start out with the Alien franchise. Uh, You definitely don't run run across any Xenomorphs. Otherwise, uh, you're probably going to turn into one or worse, a tragic death. That's a hot box. Uh, yeah, these are the collector's edition that I got here, and they have the director's cuts. So if you ever want to see the true vision, the extended version, uh, I have both of those. Uh, and the Alien 3 is probably the most interesting one because it's totally a different film. Uh, Mike also likes the Expendables franchise. Oh, yeah. uh, I couldn't get a box set for that, so I have just all three miscellaneous and then to wrap out Mike's, oh, my bad. Actually, yeah, <laughs> two more movies for Mike. Yeah. Uh, John Wick, the series. Solid. This is the cool steelbook version I got from Best Love Buy. It. Excellent. Excellent choice, Mike. And then, of course, it wouldn't be Mike. We didn't go over The Matrix. Which, by the way, as you mentioned a few weeks ago, here's the Animatrix. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. Great series. Now, um, in regards to Alien, does that include Prometheus? Yes. It does include Prometheus? Okay. So that's going to include the four Alien movies, Prometheus, Alien Covenant, and then if you, if you really want to get technical, you could throw in a movie like Alien vs. Predator. Sweet. Love it. Yeah. Okay. I just don't know where the alien fanverse uh fan universe stands on the Prometheus movie because it was a significant time later, but excellent. Now this one's for Frank. He didn't actually write us in, but I know him <laughs> well enough to know that this movie would be in here. The good old Sharknado collection. This yes. is the box set, Steelbook edition. We got our good old Sharknado there. <laughs> um, I think he would like that. He's seen my cool hat, but he's yeah. never seen that before. The box set. Um, my mom, uh, she's a big fan of Rocky. 
Ah, yeah, yeah. Rocky the, franchise. The Bourne movies. Is that Matt Damon? Matt Damon. Yep. Matt Damon. That's, the that's Godfather. Good... Yeah. Naturally. And then, last but not least, Cody, who is a frequent listener of ours. Uh, he had a bunch of movies, so let me go ahead and pull it up really quick. Yeah, sure. Man, you uh, got some good franchises. Most of them I considered. I, I got to give my credit. I forgot about Expendables, but you're right. He doesn't love that franchise. I remember him talking about that, like, double shotgun that went bam and blasted the whole wall down or whatever. Yeah, Mike and I saw Expendables 2 together. Uh, that's the one where John claude Van Damme is the bad guy. There's just so many great people. Arnold's in it, Bruce Willis. Sylvester Stallone, Jet Li, Dolph Lundgren, Terry Crews. Uh, it's just, you know, it's just an over-the-top, ridiculous plot with tons of action. Uh, so for Cody, I got his full list here. John Wick, uh, the Chronicles of Rick Riddick series, which is great. Gotta love Vin Diesel. Yep. That, that's actually where I know him from. Um, Pitch Black was probably the first movie I've ever seen with him. Uh, Maze Runner, Divergent, and Hunger Games. So Hunger yeah. Games, uh, my family had a tradition when those movies were coming out because they always came out around Thanksgiving. So like every like Black Friday, we would go <laughs> to the movies and watch the new Hunger Games. Oh Good yeah, times. it's it's sadly I've never seen uh those movies fully uh, i've seen both divergent and the maze runner movies i of course have seen john wick uh and i've seen the riddick movies so uh great list everybody um if for some reason you know you weren't able to get us the list by the time we're recording go ahead and just leave us a comment on facebook or twitter yeah so uh, I thought that this would be fun for the listeners of the podcast. Um, we both make predictions before we actually reveal our list. Um, but so that the other person cannot hear us, we're going to unplug our microphone, uh, I would say, for a good 15 seconds. We'll kind of give each other like a signal when yeah. they should put their headset back in. We'll wave so, our hands frantically. Do you want to predict first? Or shall I? Uh, who's gonna do their list first? Let's let's keep it together, right? Yeah, I. Or are we, we going back and forth? Yeah, I like doing the back and forth. It gives a all right a little okay. bit more suspense sure. to. Uh, then then I'll, I'll take my headphones off. Give the people your predictions from my list, and wave your hands when you're. Okay, so here's my predictions for Andrews. Uh, I was not able to get more than five, but my guesses are Pirates of the Caribbean, Fast and the Furious, Harry Potter, Marvel, Lord of the Rings, and a wild guess, the Pokemon animated movies. Are you ready? I'm ready. Thank you for that, Ken. I hope you had some good predictions in there. Uh, now, here's what I think, folks. I guessed about seven. I'm not feeling so confident in seven anymore because Ken talked about 
Sharknado already. So that's off the list now. So now I'm down to six. I got for him Star Wars, Halloween, Terminator, James Bond, Indiana Jones, and Jurassic Park. I'm feeling pretty good about those. I'm sure there's another horror franchise or two on there. I wasn't confident enough to guess them. Uh, Wild card. He's going to have like Men in Black on there. All right. Thanks, folks. All right. Perfect. We can go ahead and kind of tally this up at the end and declare who the better predictor slash Nostradamus is for the the <laughs> franchiser. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm excited. I'm excited. Uh, how do we want to, do you just want to hop into number 10? Yeah, before we do that, uh, for those wondering, we do have a very special edition of Snack Time this week, so make sure you stick around to hear what we're going to talk about. Um, Both of us kind of had a 10A and a 10B, so I'll let you kick it off with your 10B and then 10A, and then we'll kind of alternate. Yeah, um, I don't know if I'd call it 10As. There's two franchises I left off the list for different reasons. Um, I'll talk about one of them at the end when we're done. But the one I'll mention now is National Treasure. I adore those movies. Uh, it's only two movies, and for me, I feel like the cutoff for a franchise might be three movies. Um, I'm open to discussions, but just that uh, might have been the difference maker for me when considering I, this list. I would allow it sim. Oh. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> the camera cut out. At, I would allow. Oh, uh, I would allow it simply because it's Nicolas Cage. So, yeah, exactly. And like I, I like I adore those movies, but give me a third one. And yeah, this makes the top 10 easy peasy. So what is your true number 10? Then? Uh, The Lego movie franchise, Uh, Lego movie one, Lego movie two, the Lego Batman movie. Uh, Chris Pratt is a delight. Uh, <laughs> they're fun. They're fun, childish movies. I love all the references and the puns. They're lighthearted. Don't have to think too hard. Pretty colors. It's a good time. Yeah, that will always be uh, a really solid franchise that I'll always remember. Definitely for animated films, it's one of the best. Um, and Steph and I actually got early access tickets to Lego Movie 2, so... I'll always remember that. That's super cool. So um, I'm doing a 10A, 10B scenario. Uh, Number 10B, uh, it's no surprise if you've been listening to the podcast since day one, if you listen to my top 31 horror movies of all time, you already knew this franchise was going to make the list, which is Halloween. Um, So I'm not going to spend... Any more time on that franchise other than check out the top 31 horror films um, to get more information on a good chunk of those movies because <laughs> there's a lot of them in the rankings. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I just want to say I got a point on the board. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Nailed nice. it. Uh, number nine for me. Thank you, Mike, for always telling us this one. The Matrix. Give me Neo. Give me the... F- killer robots farming humans for power give me you know the chosen one and all the cool action sequences in the slow-mo and uh such a good franchise this is where it comes in at for me give me more keanu reeves 
Yeah, I have a Keanu Reeves for number nine as well, but I'm going to get back to my 10A. Uh, This one is a franchise that means a lot to me. I even named my gamer tag after this. Uh, And I think it's the best, like, uh, teenager slash college slash adult love stories, which is the American Pie franchise. Um, I grew up with these films, and they really uh, relate a lot to my life. I loved high school. I loved college. um, And now I'm an adult, and I can relate to all these movies. Um, They're so funny, um, but they also send a great message. and. There's something about holding on to your friends uh, that you were close to in high school and kind of seeing how life changes as you grow up together. So, um, yeah, absolutely love that franchise. So American Pie is my 10A. Love it. And hit us with your number nine. So my number nine is a Keanu Reeves film as well. However, let's go back in time with Bill and Ted, the franchise. Um Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, and Bill and Ted Face of Music. They're all totally different movies, but they all are hilarious, fun-hearted, great for the family, um, lots of great references in there, and it's just everything that I love in a movie. I probably have watched the VHSs of those movies over and over again. And it's a movie that anytime it's on TV, I'm going to watch. So when I think of Keanu Reeves, this is just my personal favorite. Party on, dudes. I love it. You know, be excellent to each other. Uh, <laughs> regrettably, this is probably a franchise that's on my list of shame of having not watched. So I'm sure it'd be up there for me, too. It just hasn't made my list um, as of yet. It's it's the kind of movie I've been kicking myself for not having watched. Cause like every year I'm like, all right, this is the year I'm gonna watch them. This is the year I'm gonna watch them. And then the new one came out. I'm like, Oh, perfect opportunity. And then it just, the moment came and went. Well, good news for you, my friend, they're on HBO max right now. So if you have HBO max, you can check them out for free. Love it. That's, that's, you know what? That's what I'm going to commit to when I'm done watching these matrix movies. Nice. What is your number eight? Thanks. Um, my number eight, and I. So we were chit chatting on the phone before uh, we came on here, and you mentioned this as an example, and I'm just in my head <laughs> laughing like he has no idea that I'm going to name this movie, and here it is. It's the Rush Hour franchise. Chris <laughs> Tucker, Jackie Chan. They have excellent chemistry together. The best bloopers in, like, Hollywood history. Um, it's kung fu. It's funny. It's all the martial arts and the crazy stunts and just the squabbling. I love it. It's whenever these movies are on or whenever those bloopers come across my YouTube feed, I can't not, like, watch it. Man, now I'm mad at myself for not putting that on there. <laughs> uh, just as a guess bummer man uh i am 0 for 3 so far but um i'm sure as we get to the cream of the crap i'm gonna start reeling them in but yeah yeah great pick um i always remember the rush hour movies being big movies and chris tucker 
he wasn't in Hollywood too long, but whether it was the Fifth Element, Rush Hour, or the Friday movies, you know, that's kind of his uh, best films. And Jackie Chan, you put him in anything, he's excellent. Yeah, exactly. And I think you nailed it on the head. You you probably guessed, like, my top five perfectly. It's just, you know, my surprise is coming at the bottom half of my list. Yeah, da- damn. I remember, yeah, a few, like, maybe a month ago, you were kind of talking about Rush Hour movies. And uh... <laughs> they're just weirdly timeless. Just the, the squabbling is so funny to me. I don't know what else it is about those movies. Um so with yours. my number eight is best shaken, not stirred. I'm going to go with the James Bond franchise here. Now, the movies, <laughs> I, I believe there's 26 or 27 films. So yeah. I only have like uh, the Pierce Bronson ones here. OK, but uh, I love the James Bond franchise. I last year when COVID really hit hard and like everyone was kind of like in lockdown and you couldn't go out and you couldn't go to the stores you couldn't see your friends or anything i was committed to find something really good on tv to just kind of binge watch and a lot of people were watching netflix shows and uh different stuff like that i was luckily able to watch all of them thanks to hulu they had every single james bond film and a lot of them I've never seen before. So that was one of the best experiences in my life. I watched them all with my mom, who's seen all of them before. And I immediately fell in love with this character. I think Sean Connery's movies are probably the best. Um, he just is so good at, at pulling off that character, like his charisma and charm. And he's kind of like uh, arrogant and all that stuff. He, he really pulls off what you want in a James Bond. And then um, there's just so many iconic films as well. Dr. No, Goldfinger, Casino Royale, GoldenEye. Um, they just are so iconic. There's great lines. The Bond villains are super famous. And the Bond girl, you know, it was something to be a Bond girl in those movies. Um, just... Just incredible. Uh, there's not enough uh, praise I can give for this franchise. I can't wait to see No Time to Die. I really hope uh, soon it's available on on demand so I can check it out. Yeah, solid pick. Uh, I'll take another point. Um. <laughs> the name's Bob. Yeah. Bob. Yeah. Uh, no, you made excellent points. I agree with the points you made. It's a fun franchise with a fun universe. Yeah, one of these days, um, I think we've talked about it before, but one of these days you just got to watch that franchise when you have time. It's going to take a couple months for sure. (laughs) Yeah. But but it's worth the experience. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I'm inclined to be a Daniel Craig Bond fan, but again, that's just I'm a product of the times. (laughs) Yeah, I would say... Even though Sean Connery is probably my favorite Bond, by far the best Bond movie is Casino Royale. That movie is just incredible. Um, I think from start to finish, that might be the best Bond movie we ever get. For sure. 
Um, my number seven is uh, the Dark Knight trilogy. Now, I've given DC a hard time in the past, uh, but without the Dark Knight was the first superhero franchise, especially at its time where I'm like, damn, this is something special. And uh, for a long time, that was the top of the tops of superhero movies. Um, yeah, Christopher Nolan kicked those movies' butts. There's what else is to be said? I mean, hello, I'm Bane, and so the, you think the darkness yeah, is your ally? I, 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 I'd argue any day the best Joker. You, you suck it, Jared Leto. Uh, <laughs> you know, just great villains in all the movies. A great story. Just a, a nice twist to like the more lighthearted superhero movies we see. Great times. Where is she? Yeah. Rachel. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I noticed you muttering under your breath that you didn't guess this one. Uh, I don't blame you considering how harsh I have been on DC. Um, you know, what, what irritates me the most is almost <laughs> everyone that ever does like a best franchises of all time always has this franchise in it. And I can't believe... I didn't connect the dots. Um, Because, yeah, when you look at DC properties, I mean, The Dark Knight is as good as it gets. Um, Yeah. Batman Begins was kind of like this movie that came out of left field. And then The Dark Knight is one of the greatest movies of all time. And then The Dark Knight Rises with Tom Hardy as Bane and the twist at the end and that awesome scene on Heinz Field. I mean, so cool. Yeah, it's just it's just all super cool, right? Like, like Batman is cool. <laughs> What's your number seven, Ken? So my number seven is also about somebody that is super cool, and this is a movie franchise I really want to highlight because I am a hundred percent sure you did not guess this one, and I think it's a franchise everyone should check out. It's the Man with the No Name trilogy, the Dollar trilogy, they might refer to it as. Um, So that includes Fistful of Dollars for a few dollars more. And, of course, the masterpiece, The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. Oh, okay. Now, when it comes to westerns or cowboy movies... You can't get much better than Clint Eastwood. He is probably the best gunslinger slash bounty hunter uh, in the Western genre. And I absolutely love his characters in these movies. Not only is my ringtone the good, the bad, and the ugly, but some of the scores that go on through these films are some of the best works of uh, musical scores ever produced uh the good bad and the ugly could be the greatest or one of the greatest films of all time um he's just such a great character um this franchise takes place uh in the era known as the spaghetti westerns so they had to film these movies over in italy they had to dub them over in english um but they were just so good, man. Why, why is that? Do you know the history behind that at all? I think curious. it was just 
cheaper to make the movies that way. Okay. You know? Sure. I, I don't think they, they thought they had anything special, but they just wanted to make a, a quick buck, you know? So you do your movies in Italy, you try to sell them over here in Hollywood and, and try to get people to watch your film. And then years later, they come back as some of the most iconic stuff of all time. Everyone's seen it before. Everyone's heard the noise. Yeah. Uh, the intro to Good, Bad, and the Ugly <clears throat> is awesome. It's, it's super uh, iconic. You you got flashes of, you know, they show each character and then they show you he's the ugly, he's the bad, he's the good. Like yeah. the way they go about it. His character, he's always got that hat on. He's got like the coat. He's got the, the cigar. cigar. Yeah. Uh, and you just always knew the movie was gonna come down to him and another guy uh, having a shootout at high noon. So, for those who have never seen it, Good, Bad, and the Ugly. Basically, there's three guys. They're looking for treasure. Um, each one of the guys knows a little something about the treasure. So they can't kill each other because they need each other to get to it. Uh, and then you get the great battle at the end. Obviously, there's more to it. It's set during the Civil War. Um, and there's a lot more to go with it. But you got Tuco, who's the crazy double crosser. You got Clint Eastwood, who plays Blondie or Joe as the good guy. Um, it's just an iconic series, so... Highly recommend because a lot of people don't really talk about westerns anymore, but that's probably as good as it gets. Yeah, uh, there it's uh, westerns are. I I am predicting now they're they're gonna have a big comeback soon. Just the way you know different you know this these things are cyclical and they're on their way back. Um, I I can't believe I didn't make that connection. I. I've heard that ringtone so many times over Xbox while you're texting someone. Ah, yeah, you got me. (laughs) You got me good, Ken. Um, but going from the American West across the pond, you're a wizard, Mr. Potter. (laughs) Uh, Harry Potter, you know, uh, I love the universe. The, like, as a kid, these movies, they just, opened my eyes to what like how cool magic is and uh as an adult i'll tell you the books are better but when i first saw these movies i hadn't read the books but they inspired me to read the books so yeah i love those movies they're a good time i they're well made the actors are great um they're good like they're they're good stories they're pretty the magic is cool i like i like them I don't, like it's Harry Potter, you know. You either know it or you don't care at this point. Yeah, th- this is definitely uh, my first point. Uh, thank you, Andrew. Um, <laughs> these were huge events. Um, whether it was the book release that came out every year or it was the movie that was released every year, everyone went to go see it, whether you liked Harry Potter or not. Um, they really nailed the casting. It's pretty close to the book um Voldemort was amazing uh, I loved his character development throughout the movies and it was just awesome to watch the kids grow up 
into these iconic roles that we know them as today. Um, Yeah, really iconic franchise. So, you know, for those who have already seen it, uh, you know, you already know it's good. For those who haven't seen it, bring out your wands and uh, rent them today. (laughs) We're renting our wands now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, goodness. Yeah, exactly. Hit, Hit me with yours, Ken, your number six. So my number six, I'm going to go with a different genre from spaghetti westerns to comedies. Um, It was tough because there are two Mike Myers franchises I could have put here. And I was going back and forth with which one I want. But then I had to say to myself, groovy, baby. Austin Powers. I'm kicking myself for not guessing it. I don't think that I've ever laughed more in my life than when I watch these movies. Um, These are the perfect, I'm having a bad day. These are the perfect, I don't know what to watch. These are the perfect, hey, it's on TV, let's check it out, (laughs) even though I've seen it a million times. Um, Mike Myers really really nailed this um not only does he play austin powers but he also plays dr evil i mean there's so many quotes uh these movies get referenced on a daily basis um gold member is probably the most quoted movie um oh, by because, far. because it's just every, every other line in that movie is just gold uh pun intended <laughs> and i just I love these franchises. I, I always was hoping we were going to get a fourth just because I feel like Mike Myers just always has um, terrible jokes at his disposal. But um, for what we ended up getting, it's a great trilogy. Um, never gets old and just the perfect um, way to really cheer somebody up. And I think the jokes work for everybody they're not like bad jokes either they're just silly you know yeah the fact that like it's you know parody of james bond helps a ton right gold member versus goldfinger like oh yeah like that helps make it timeless i feel like if they were if they were like taking that movie more seriously then it wouldn't hold up but because it's austin powers we know what it is and it's a great franchise at that (laughs) Um, this means we're going into our top five, yay? Yeah, top five. Drum roll, please. Um, Ken, are you familiar with the popular tabletop role-playing game Dungeons & Dragons? I am, yes. Now, you may know this is the kind of game where you have characters that level up and get more powerful. And if you know anything about Vin Diesel, he's a big Dungeons and Dragons fan. And when you realize the Fast and Furious movies are just people playing Dungeons and Dragons, but in a car setting where they get better and better at driving cars and end up driving tanks and spaceships, you realize how incredible this franchise is. That's right, my number five is Fast and Furious, and it is absolutely ridiculous. I'll have tuna, no crust. Thank you very much. I am surprised 
this obviously I have two points now. <laughs> I am surprised that this is not your number one or number two. I know what your number one is now, but man, I, I really thought that this was going to be higher. Um, but let me ask you something. I, yeah. I know you love Fast and the Furious franchise, and I do too. Uh, so does so do Mike and, and Cody. Um, but even Cody admits, as the franchise uh, continues, it's just getting more ridiculous and ridiculous. Yeah. Do you find yourself still enjoying these movies, or are you getting to a point where it's like, can we get back to uh, the original source material? No, it's exactly what I want from these movies. Yes, it's totally ridiculous. And if I was taking the movie seriously, I would not enjoy them as much. But because they're so ridiculous, I love them. And again, when someone explained it to me that they're just Dungeons and Dragons, it makes sense. Because, you know, movie one, they're just a bunch of street rats racing against each other, you know, for some credit. You know, level one Dungeons and Dragons, you just got to chase, like, the dog out of town that's bothering everyone. You know, now they're flying spaceships, you know, like intercontinental wars are being fought through car racing. And like the Dungeons and Dragons equivalent is like you're fighting God. Like it it just makes sense, like through that lens that, yeah, it's just always going to get more and more ridiculous. And I'm OK with that. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. Um, I think that. You know, they're trying to get creative. They're trying to do new things. They're trying to figure out how they can one-up the previous film. Um, At some point, we might see the John Wick series dip into that, where they're just like, hey, you know, what can we do now to still make the source material fresh? Um, I think my favorite will always be the first Fast and Furious movie, though. Um, That that relationship between Paul Walker and Vin Diesel... uh, just some of the best stuff you'll see on screen yeah it's it's so hard to decide because they just build off each other right um no they're they're a good time i can't get enough of them all right speaking of big franchises that have been going on for a long time um my number five is the jurassic park franchise now, um, you can edit this out, of course, but if I play the theme song, which is attached, if I click this button here, <laughs> will this video get taken down? Yeah, I, I, I highly doubt it based on who we are, but go for it. So you're saying the box that has a button that plays the theme song? Yes. All right. Uh, pr- press the button, please. All right. Oh, that's music to my ears. It might be hard to hear. <laughs> that's how you make a collector's edition of a box set, right? Oh, excellent, yeah. Excellent choice. Love the dinosaurs. I remember seeing the third one in theaters when it came out. Uh, yeah, and this this franchise is still going. Um, I know there's supposed to be one released in 2022, which is basically... Uh, the third installment in the Jurassic World um, piece of it. But, yeah, I love this franchise. Jurassic Park was in my top ten movies of all time. Lost World is kind of a movie that gets forgotten. 
Um, that's where Jeff Goldblum starred, and it was kind of the idea of what if we brought the dinosaurs to the United States, right? Um, which obviously they flesh out better in Jurassic World because they're able to pull it off. Um, but the first time they do it in Lost World, it's it's so cool because it's kind of like King Kong, right? They got to figure out a way to put these dinosaurs to sleep, bring them back to the United States, and then when they wake up, uh-oh, <laughs> we got problems. Dinosaurs on the loose. Uh <laughs> Vince Vaughn's in that one, too. Always a fun one. I, as well, saw Jurassic Park 3 in the theaters. That one, they bring back Sam Neill, and then they add the uh, A-lister, William H. Macy. Uh, Super fun movie. Uh, Different kind of dinosaurs get introduced to that one. Uh, I'll always consider that a guilty pleasure. I know some people have issues with it, but I think it's a good installment. Um but nobody had issues with Jurassic World because Chris Pratt nails it as a lead in that movie. Um, and it's so cool because it's basically like a theme park with live dinosaurs. It works. Everything looks fine. Yeah. Then they get cute with like morphing dinosaurs together to create this big bad dinosaur. It gets loose and there's problems. Um, Fallen Kingdom kind of had some good elements but it didn't necessarily hit on all cylinders but you know it could um flesh itself out with this next movie coming up because jeff goldblum sam neill chris pratt bryce dallas howard have all agreed to star in this movie so you're going to get the old characters with the new characters to hopefully put an end to jurassic park once and for all excellent yeah again man there's so many good franchises like i don't think we've had a single shared franchise yet yeah there's only one that i think we we might have in common and that's crazy because like i'm looking at your list i'm like yeah these are all great and i'm looking at my list i'm like yeah these are all great like (laughs) man what what a time to be alive uh my number four is John Wick. Keanu Reeves makes a second appearance on my list. Uh, I think these movies are incredibly made. I think they're very well thought out. I love the assassin universe with the coins they build out. I love like how everyone knows who he is and has a story about him. And um, I can't wait to watch the next one. Love the haircut. Love the suit. Love the dog. Um, the colors are great. The action scenes are like they're really cool and like i buy them happening like being realistic there's this scene where like the the doctor helps him and like he he's like they won't believe me if i'm unwounded so he shoots the doctor like perfectly so it looks like he intended to kill him but like just missed his like artery or whatever like like the, the there's like this mythology around john wick the character within this like mythical world that exists like in the real world that is just so cool well yeah john john wick is everything that you want uh in a hitman movie so 
take the good, bad, and the ugly from my list, put it into today's universe, and you get John Wick, a bad, a badass dude who's gonna stop at nothing uh, to get his mission accomplished. Um, and each installment, I just think, gradually gets better. So I can't wait to see the next one because of how um, the third movie ended. So crazy. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, that, I, I adore this series. That one just missed my just missed my list. Um, I was thinking of a way that I can try to put it in there. But unfortunately, it, it didn't make it for me. Um, but it's definitely one of the best franchises out there, hands down. Yeah. Um, I, like, this, the, the movie was so good. I rented the first one, and I, like, had to binge the next one immediately. And then, like, the one after that. Because we're coming upon the fourth one, right? Yes. Yeah. And then, like, the third one came out, like, a week after that. It was... I couldn't get enough of it when I watched watched it. Um, now, hit me with yours. So my number four, I'm going to stick to the action genre as well. And I'm going to go back to Secret Agents again. Um, I'm going to go with the Mission Impossible franchise. Yeah, okay. Starring the iconic Tom Cruise. Yes, he does do his own stunts. Um, <laughs> Here's the latest version, Fallout. At the time that I bought Mission Impossible set, which was only at Target, it was a Target exclusive, there was only four movies, and now we're going on to number seven. Um, And they're all really good. So when it comes to Mission Impossible and why this movie made my list over maybe like a franchise like Terminator or maybe like a franchise like The Matrix. Um, This movie franchise makes it over that because out of the six movies that have been made so far, I think all of them have been quality. Um, Mission Impossible, one of the best action films, uh, secret agent movies of all time. Uh, That whole scene where he's like hanging... um, hoping no sweat hits it because if it does the alarm's going to go off and the mission's blown that's that's one of the best intense sequences of all time mission impossible 3 they get the great philip seymour hoffman rest in peace to portray the villain and that's a great revenge uh movie um ghost protocol was great basically you know he doesn't have the the cia anymore so he has to kind of do it by himself and then I really loved Fallout. Uh, any sequence where Tom Cruise and Henry Cavill get to duke it out, it gets my <laughs> money for sure. So good old yeah. Ethan Hawke uh, does not disappoint. I love the Mission Impossible franchise. Man, that's another one I wasn't sure if it'd make your list. I'm so damn it, kicking myself again. But you know, for you it totally makes sense. Yeah, and, and God, dude, I would see these movies every time uh they came to the show because they were just they were the probably the biggest action movie of that year um they just knew when to release them and they were always great i love the motorcycle scene in mission impossible 2 there's a great sequence where like 
they're about to collide and then they both just jump off and yeah. tackle each other. It's, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Awesome. I remember that from the trailers. Um, no, we're into our top three, and one does not simply make a list about franchises without including Lord of the Rings. Uh, these movies are great. I love high fantasy settings. It's an incredible story. There's so much depth to this world. Despite my failure to read the books, I've tried so many times. The movies are fantastic. Like, I, like It's a li- goal in my life to read these books because I know how much more is in them than the damn mushroom forest. <laughs> um, no, but yeah, like uh, Elijah Wood as Frodo, Sir Ian McKellen as Gandalf. Uh, there's so many good characters, and I this is like the trilogy just flows one right into the other, and it's hard to do like in trilogies and like just all the. Sh- all the different looks and the stories that come out and, you know, elves and dwarves and ogres fighting and, you know, <laughs> the ring and, you know, eagles coming out of nowhere to save the day. And it, it's it's the kind of franchise where the more you learn about the universe, the stuff they don't directly show you in the movies, the more you fall in love with it. When you realize, when you understand what, like, a wizard is in this world, and that Gandalf is, like, a demigod, and, like, the fact that, like, it's so expansive that, like, there are literal, like, Lord of the Rings historians and academics writing and discussing it at length for years and years and years at this point. It's, it's great. Precious. (laughs) (laughs) Precious. <laughs> <laughs> How could I forget? Yes. <laughs> he's dude, he's one of the best characters in the movie. Yeah. Um Andy love, Circus, right? Yeah, I love I love his character because um you feel bad for the guy, you know, he's been tortured for all this time and he just he's gotta get that ring, you know? Yeah, exactly. I have said this before, but it's always something worth pointing out. Uh, I've seen The Fellowship of the Ring four times in the theaters. Um, and each movie uh, was was one of the films you had to see at midnight, right? Oh, yeah. You just, you just had to go see it. It was, a, it was the thing everybody was excited to go see. Um, Two Towers is... is excellent you know it's basically a three and a half hour war movie and then uh return of the king really has a great dramatic finish you're gonna be disappointed andrew but uh didn't make my list um i do love lord of the rings too but unfortunately there's just a few more franchises i love a little bit more i gotta say i'm okay with that because i didn't guess it and i need these points so (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but yeah, I agree with you. You cannot deny that when it comes to trilogies, at the very least, um, this is one that was just simply a masterpiece. They won so many awards, and you know, Elijah Wood as Frodo was um, the perfect casting you could get. And Sean Austin, who would have thought, huh? Oh, yeah. Mr. Frodo, sir! Not to mention Sean Bean. Oh, yeah. Yeah, poor guy always gets uh, 
Brutal murder nerd. nerd. Yeah. <laughs> Even in National Treasure. Spoilers. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that one. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> Literally all the time. Uh, what's your number three? So here we go. Um, I raise you one. When you say there is a franchise uh, that you have to put in, you said Lord of the Rings. Well, for me, it's Star Wars. Yep. Do or do not, there is no try. Uh, Star Wars, I mean, they've made so many films so far. Um, When you think of the original three, A New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi... Um, those were the biggest movies that ever came out and some of the best movies of all time. And then the prequels were the movies that we grew up on that a lot of people bashed and, and slept on for years. But now people are coming around really appreciating uh, Clone Wars and really appreciating Revenge of the Sith, saying, wow, that movie is just as good as Empire. Um, and then we got the new era of Star Wars with Kylo Ren and Rey um, and kind of a new, you know, installment for S- Star Wars. And then we got a couple spinoffs. Um, and I just think all of those movies are amazing. Um, of course, the original three are my go-tos and the movies that I watch at nauseum. Um I go out of my way to just watch Star Wars whenever I'm in the mood, which is pretty often. <laughs> Luke Skywalker and Darth Vader um, are always going to be some of my favorite movie characters of all time. Uh, Han Solo's great. Princess Leia, Chewbacca, the droids, um, Obi-Wan Kenobi, Emperor Palpatine. I mean, what hasn't been said about these movies that um, there isn't something for everybody, you know, it's just, it's amazing. You get the, the crawl at the beginning, which is great. You get the, the iconic music, the lightsaber duels. I mean, it's everything you want and more. So without further ado, Star Wars is my number three. Um, yeah, no, again, I get it. It makes sense. This one was the other one that just barely missed my list, and so I was saving to talk about it because until you said it, because I knew it was coming. Um, I I like it. I like these new shows a lot. It's it just you know out of the nine movies, I don't know if enough of them hit for me. Um, I I think what it is at the end of the day is I like the Star Wars universe more than I like the Star Wars stories we have. I love lightsabers. I love pod racing. I love the different aliens. I love you know like the different like war- planets we visit Tatooine and like ha- Han Solo and Chewbacca and all that. I, I I do. I just, as I don't know if the Skywalker saga is the star Wars story for me, which is weird. I will ag- admit a lot of people think the, the newest films um are a big drop off in the franchise as far as quality goes. Like a lot of people don't like, you know, the Kylo Ren character or Ray or the fact that basically, you know, they eliminate Hans and Luke and the way that they chose to do it was kind of, um, 
crappy. Um, but upon rewatches, you know, they're still enjoyable films. So, you know, yeah. I, I I still like them. The reason this is my number three is is simply because of one, two, three, four, five, six. Um, you know, if if I had it my way, I hope in the future they destroy seven, eight, and nine and they just go something somewhere else with it. You know, maybe a um Ahsoka Tana uh trilogy yeah. or something. Yeah. And I'm totally down for it. That's why it'd be like number twelve for me, right? Like it's great. It's just not for me. It's not making my top ten, which I mean, hey, that's it's hard to get into my top ten, I suppose, unless you're fast and furious, then it's super easy. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> um that being said, it's number two, and I struggled and I struggled and I struggled, but this is where uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe goes at number two. Uh, I love them all. There's 26-something movies. They got literally something for everyone. I like that the movies, are, people say they're like uh, cookie cutter and they follow the same formula. Maybe a little bit, but at the same time, it's prevented in different styles you know like i don't feel like i'm watching the same movie every time like all the iron man movies have a style that is distinctly different from all the guardians of the galaxy movies that's distinctly different from i'm including the spider-man movies here because while they're selling properties they are mcu you know like they're just like they got different style and then Kevin Feige just he has this has this vision of like bringing everything together and it feels to like it comes together seamlessly for me so there like it's like I said with Harry Potter you either love them or you hate them and I love them and like these movies are made for me I feel they're great I forgot to mention this earlier so I got a point for Lord of the Rings I definitely yeah. got a point for this one um, yeah. Mike actually called and predicted this one as well. Yeah, he nailed it. Um, I knew you were going to do that because earlier, if you've never heard it before, Andrew and I debated who's better, Marvel versus DC. So definitely listen to that podcast because, if anything, it's just really entertaining. Um, but, yeah, um, I can see why you put it here. You love the Marvel Cinematic Universe. You're always watching different ones, whether it's Thor or Black Panther. You even like um, the What If series and all of that. So definitely not a surprise that it falls uh, to your number two. And um, it's a good pick. I mean, if you were to look at, I think they've made close to 30 movies now. Um, if you were to look at their 30 movies, um, I would say at least... 15 to 18 of them are super high quality films yeah i and i would personally say even higher like i can just throw these on and watch them all the time they're like popcorn you know you just can't have enough yeah even even the ones that are not as good or bad or whatever are still probably better than um your average film you know because yeah. they have the special effects, they have the cool heroes, they're going to have some awesome fight sequences or some cool villains or uh, enough there where it's worth a watch. For sure. What's your number two? 
Now, my number two is one of those ones that I think the audience at home might have forgotten about um, or didn't associate this franchise with me. So I'm curious to see uh, if it's on your list or not. Back to the Future. This is another one I thought. This is, you want to give Frank a franchise, this is his franchise right here. Um, Yeah, I'm kicking myself again because I know I don't got all the points at this point in time. (laughs) Uh, What's a a chicken a lot? I love the Back to the Future franchise. I've said this a lot already, so I hate to sound like a broken record, but anytime this is on TV, and it's on TV a lot, I'm going to go out of my way and watch it. Um, It's one of the rare trilogies where it's hard for me to ever rank which one's the best because they're all really good, and they're all super different. Um, Like, Back to the Future 2 is set in the future, but then he has to relive the events of the first movie to put it back together. 3 is basically like a Western where he references a lot of Clint Eastwood movies, um, I love the part where he, he gets the gun in the in the third one and he's shooting wild and the guy goes, dang, how'd you learn how to do that? And he goes, it's 7-Eleven. <laughs> it's just, you get Marty McFly, you get the doc, and you got yourself one of the best franchises of all time. Of course, you can't forget Biff and his iconic phrases. Um you know, hoverboards were awesome. I always wanted to do that. And Marty McFly is just yeah. one of the coolest characters ever. Um, and, and the DeLorean's a cool car. And it, yeah, it's just, it's just everything you want. They're so iconic. The music's great. Um, and it's just, it flows perfectly. There's something in there for everybody. It's, it's family friendly as well. Um, and I think it's aged well, too. I, I think you could probably show this to somebody um, that's in their teens, and they would probably appreciate it. Yeah. I mean, it's the kind of movie that still holds up, right? Uh, I get it. It's not for me. I saw them too late in life for them to, like, imprint on me. Uh, yeah. I, I hate myself for not putting that on my guesses. Uh, for the record... Um, I've gotten three points, four points with Star Wars, Halloween, James Bond, and Jurassic Park. Uh, All I got to say to you, and Frank will appreciate this quote, slackers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that brings us to our drum roll, please. Dun, 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 number one. Uh, yeah, if you've listened to this podcast, you've heard me talk about this movie at least a few times. This franchise is, of course, the Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, I think it has. <laughs> thank you. Yes, uh, it's it's one of the best cast series. I think you know Johnny Depp does a perfect Jack Sparrow. Orlando Bloom is fantastic. Jeffrey Rush is Barbosa. Uh, Kira Knightley was probably one of my first like on-screen crushes I ever had as a kid. Um, the guy who plays Gibbs, Kevin McNally, Naomi Harris is Tia Dalma. Like. So many good characters, even the side characters are like funny and they have good chemistry. And, you know, 
Jerry Bruckheimer did a great job. The the soundtrack is just it like gives me chills whenever I hear it, and it gives you that sense of adventure they're trying to portray because they're pirates and yeah, it's uh I even the bad ones I don't care. People say they're bad. I don't care if they're bad. I'll watch it just because Jack Sparrow doing Jack Sparrow things is incredible. Yeah, I I would say that um, I've just recently watched this a couple months back with Steph, and um, I agree with you. Even even the ones that aren't as good are still entertaining. Definitely, if you're doing a marathon, you got to watch all of them because they're just pure entertainment. Johnny Depp really carries that franchise as Captain Jack Sparrow. And, um, you know, I, I would have loved to fit this franchise in there, too, because those first two movies are some of the best um, yeah, movies of all time. I mean, you know me. I love Davy Jones. So any time Jack Sparrow and Will Turner are, are dealing with the iconic Davy Jones, it's just, oh, it's, it gives me chills. It's so good. Yeah, exactly. Not to mention Keith Richards is in the fourth one, fifth one. I didn't even know that. Yeah, no, it's there's like, oh man, I just I just keep going, ugh, because I like I want I just want to word vomit how good these movies are. Like, it's a story about this dude who. Like, all he wants in his life is to, like, be free and have adventure and have a good time. And that's what we all want in life, right? And then he has to, you know, deal with the fact that that's hard to get in life. And he becomes a pirate to try and do it. And then there's the mystical aspect of it. And, yeah, it's it's great. It's great. Um, But that's enough about me. Ken... What is your number one franchise? And I have a prediction. Okay. I'll share it right now because I've expected at least one Arnold uh, franchise on here. So is this an Arnold franchise? It is not. Damn, um, man. I, I'll 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 talk about Arnold in a second because yeah, for those do. who don't know, Keanu Reeves and Arnold Schwarzenegger are my two favorite actors of all time. So it seems weird that um. One of his most iconic franchises is not in this list, but um, it goes to show you just how much uh, my number one means to me to not have right. it as an Arnold movie. Um, and I figure after I reveal this and talk about it a little bit, uh, we can kind of go over our guesses, tally up the scores, and maybe talk about a few films that guess that didn't make it uh, so my number one is one that i think a lot of people are going to be surprised about however one of these films was in my top 10 movies of all time so if you're in uh somebody who's been listening since day one maybe this isn't a shock to you the planet of the apes franchise yeah. now i am going to do something um that is maybe a, a rule breaker, but I'm going to combine the old universe with the new universe um, because I love those two. Uh, Andy Serkis as uh, Caesar in the new movies, 
really good stuff. Um, but to me, the the old Planet of the Apes franchise is my favorite all time movie franchise ever. Um, it was five movies, and I'll never forget the impression it gave me when I was a boy when I saw these for the first time. Um, I don't know if it was HBO or Showtime, but this was back when, like, when you had cable channels, you didn't really have all the luxury and options that you do now. So, like, you know, if you really like a movie now, you could probably Google it and you could find out where the rest of the franchise is. When you're a kid and you have cable, you kind of have to hope, like, they're having a movie marathon or something. Yeah. Um, and I'll never forget, I saw the first Planet of the Apes movie, and it blew me away. Not only was Charlton Heston one of the best acting performances I've ever seen uh, as Taylor, but how they take that movie, and it, it and it's just a group of uh, people traveling, and all of a sudden they wind up somewhere, and, and then they realize this place is taken over by apes that can walk and talk and shoot and they're the superior species. And then at the end, you find out it's Earth. That's That in itself is crazy. And then where they go with that, um, they come out with Beneath the Planet of the Apes, which is the sequel, where basically you find out, like, humans do still exist, but they're, they're underground. Um, and they've been working on building, like, a nuclear weapon. And, like, the main character finds out that that's what's going on and basically calls them crazy and tries to figure out a way to save it. The third movie is about how the two apes travel back in time to like the seventies and they become like celebrities. Um, it gets out like how history could repeat itself. So basically like it's a hide and seek type of movie where the apes try to survive Mm -hmm. Um, from being extinct and then four and five are basically you know how history does sort of repeat itself where basically like humans are assaulting the apes and the apes are starting to retaliate and fight back and then the fifth one is basically the battle between humans and apes um for when these movies were released they were iconic films and I think they are all really high quality and still, uh, hold up today. Um, but if, if, if those are a little too outdated for you, definitely check out the newer Planet of the Apes movies with Andy Serkis in them because they are wild and visually entertaining. Um, really like those two. So, All I got to say about this box set, one of the first box sets I ever got, and this was back when Best Buy um, had a lot of physical media. This was probably my first ever big boy purchase, so (laughs) super proud of this. I'll always hang on to this forever. Yeah, that's an excellent point. And it's again, I'm kicking myself. I knew you were a fan of Planet of the Apes. I don't know if you had seen all the original ones. Which is probably why I left it off the list. Oh yeah, I've I've um, seen I've seen these movies at least hundreds of times. Yeah. I think for, I've definitely heard you talk about them a lot. Yeah, I think for every movie on my 
or every franchise on my list, I've seen all of these at least more than five times. Yeah. Um, I would say the the spaghetti westerns um, are probably the ones that I've seen the least, just because they're long. Like Good, Bad, and the Ugly is a three-hour-long movie, just like Lord of the Rings. So like, yeah, you can't just watch those. Um, yeah, you got to make a day of it. Right. Yeah. No. Uh, man, I love your list. It's a good list. Um, yeah. This is, and you know what? I don't think we had a single movie that crossed over. No, my 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 only uh, franchise that I thought could have crossed over uh, was Star Wars. Um, I didn't guess that for you, but I just figured at some point, like maybe yeah. at, at, at your 10 or your 9, you would sneak that in there. Because I know yeah. you enjoy those as well, but a um, little tough to, to put those in there because of the quality. So that leads me into Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, I thought you were going to have Terminator on here at some point. So did Mike. So I love Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, Total Recall, one of the best films he's ever done. Terminator 1 and Terminator 2, easily, easily his top tier, right? Unfortunately for me, as you start going further and further into the Terminator franchise... The quality for me gets worse. Um, not to like the unwatchable, um, but almost to the point where it's kind of like Fast and Furious where they kind of ran out of ideas and you can kind of see they stretch sometimes where they try to reinvent something. Sure. Um, and it, it just doesn't feel like there's any consistency uh left so terminator 3 um with the female uh terminator pretty cool movie um i don't think it it's as good as um i remember it being terminator 4 is with christian bale salvation this was kind of like you know um the big fight that we've been hinted at forever uh I didn't really like that one either. I, I didn't think it was that great. Then we got Genesis, which basically made John Connor a bad guy. I hated that plot idea. Um, I forget what the latest Terminator movie was called, but that was actually really good. They brought back Linda Hamilton and Arnold's kind of like... Um, uh, let me look it up really quick. It should yeah, take something long. like that. Yeah, I mean, but now I hear you talking about it, it makes sense. Just not enough of them hit for you, which that's what this whole list is about, right? Um, yeah, it's called Terminator Dark Fate, so uh, that was one of the better installments. But yeah, absolutely. Outside of Terminator 1 and 2, which are some of the best movies ever, um, the rest of the franchise was just average or slightly above average and when i think of best franchises of all time i want all of them to be pretty amazing films yeah that makes sense so that leaves me at four out of seven uh, i also guessed indiana jones i thought you'd maybe have a thing for harrison ford movies um and as a joke i knew as i was telling the audience i was wrong because 
you had already mentioned it in the audience uh, mentions. I I brought up Sharknado, and I knew you weren't going to say it, but you got the Sharknado hat. You got the Sharknado box. I thought there was an outside chance of sneaking at, like, number 10, 10B. Yeah, if I did, like, a top 20 movie franchises, which we could never rule out because <laughs> I'm, I'm sure we could stem one together, uh, it would probably be... You know, somewhere in like the 18, 19 range, if <laughs> yeah, I had to guess. Exactly. Because, um, yeah, with that franchise, even though we've talked about it before on, I believe, Backyard Bonfire, um, they're all really good. Like, yeah, the last two are really ridiculous, but I would go out of my way to watch those. Like, if I'm doing a marathon, yeah, absolutely. Let's let's watch them all. Even the terrible time traveling back to like the Ben Franklin days. Yeah. Um, but like with Terminator, I feel like if I was doing a franchise binge marathon type of deal, you'd uh, be done after the second. <laughs> yeah, like after the second one, like that's how you you end it. Um, you can't like watch it as a total. F- like marathon because the tone shifts you know yeah yeah i get it i get it so yeah uh with my four out of seven i'll give myself one point because i got three wrong four minus three is one (laughs) i finished the day with one point i got five i guess pirates of the caribbean fast and furious harry potter marvel cinematic universe and lord of the rings uh, my dark horse pick was the Pokemon animated movies, but I wasn't hey. sure if that counted or not because I don't know if they're hey. connected. Hey, that's a good guess. I think they're connected enough, but I've only seen the first two, so it'd probably get the National Treasure treatment from me if I considered it. Um, <laughs> my way outside the park guess, just like, like maybe somehow just name a franchise and maybe Ken picks it was men in black. I don't know why <laughs> that would have been on my mom's list. Uh, that was one of the ones I forgot, uh, that she told me about to mention. So I love uh, men in black. It, it's, it's a good one. If I was to do like an honorable mention type of deal, uh, the born trilogy uh, would, have, yeah. would have made it for me. I've seen a couple of those. They're all right. Born Ultimatum, uh, just an iconic ending. It's it's. Ooh. I it's, don't know if I know how it ends. I d- I've definitely seen the first two. And that goes up there for like one of the best um, movie soundtracks of all time. Like I really enjoy the the Born um, outro for yeah. Ultimatum. Uh, if I ever switch my ringtone someday, that that could emerge yeah now ken we've talked about franchises all episode long we gave our top 10 franchise list thank you folks for listening if you enjoyed that but we're not done yet it's time for snack time and we are talking about franchises in the snack world let's get right into it ken yeah so we had a really cool idea and by we i mean andrew Uh, (laughs) what if you picked a restaurant or food chain and you converted it into a movie franchise what would you pick and why 
Now, this was uh, brought up in our pre-discussion, so we didn't have too much time to think about this. But I was thinking of a popular food chain that I could really make a dark um, and twisted trilogy (laughs) for. And you know me, I I like the horror genre. Taco Bell would be a good one. (laughs) The runs, right? Yeah. Uh, But I'm going to go with Subway. Um, And you're probably thinking to yourself, why would you do that? And basically, it's because I think the first movie... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> just crying no, over there. no no <laughs> the, the first movie would be like the rise of subway how it was so iconic the five dollar foot long how it was like everyone's favorite yeah. sub place yeah i you think know. it has the most locations out of any fast food franchise in the world yeah so like the first movie can be kind of like this light-hearted uh, amazing like how did they get that chain up and rolling and then the second movie turns into like how's how jared gets involved and how Goodness. he really ruined yeah, everything i do i gotta be honest i do not want to watch this movie even if it's presented as a horror movie that's, oh man oh, no way well i don't know if it would be like a horror movie necessarily but it would definitely be do you want, like, a documentary series about Subway? <laughs> it would definitely be, like, he would be a polarizing character where, like, he, you are rooting to see this guy fail because he's just an awful person, you know? Yeah. Uh, I had that experience when I was watching The Founder with Michael Keaton as he oh, was portraying yeah. that was a good Ray movie. Crocker. And it's a great film, and that got me thinking, like, how could I do like a similar franchise? And then it dawned on me like, oh man, how about Subway? Like, Jared was just such an iconic, like, everybody knew Jared from the Subway commercials and then how that backfires. Like, holy cow, that, that could just be a trilogy in itself. Even though he's yeah, obviously. Yeah, but who, the, you got to figure out like, who's the good guy. Cause it's not like it's not jared and like even in the founder like ray Kroc is like their protagonist but at the same time the the good guys are the mcdonald's brothers i don't necessarily know if there truly would be a good guy uh it would just go to show you like how things could change that fast like i don't know the last time anyone's ever wanted to go to subway since uh you know the fall of jared you know like it's just not what it was and they're trying really hard right like they have steph curry and they have tom brady now and like you know they're they're really trying to get their image back but like it's really tough to do when you have something like that go down so that that was my pick just because i would go like the darker uh routes and also like something that's polarizing enough where holy shit a jared movie about subway <laughs> like yeah i'll watch yeah, that shit that's uh that's something uh i want a little more lighthearted uh with the squid game vibes uh my movie's called the burger king and it is about wendy and ronald and uh 
the Burger King, I forget his name, Mary McCheese, no, that's someone else, and, you know, Jack in the Box, and they're all fighting out to determine the Burger King. You know, Battle Royale style, they're, they're throwing cheeseburgers and pickles at each other, Ronald McDonald's calls up the cheeseburger to beat some people up with Grimace. Uh, it'd be a riot, you know. <laughs> I don't know what it would like give them superpowers make it like anime make it like super like just like high energy you know like hour hour and a half hour 20 minutes it's short but super super like high energy they're like screaming the whole time at each other and they're constantly powering up and getting stronger and stronger Dragon Ball Z style Yeah, it's definitely a totally different idea than mine. <laughs> yeah. Night and day, for sure. I like the idea. Uh, I would probably come up with a different title, but... Um, yeah, you know, working you title. Know, de- working title. Definitely a uh, really cool idea that I think people would, would watch. Um, you know... Um, Especially if you get the right actors and stuff, like it could just be a fun little. Ooh, now hear me out. It's animated. You have voice actors. Everyone is Chris Pratt. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah, that that fits right in with uh, <laughs> today's presentation. And then at some point he throws the lasagna and it hits a random cat that happens to be orange, also voiced by Chris Pratt. You know, honestly, if somebody's listening to us right now, like, I could see this getting picked up, both of our films, actually. Um, I don't think I'd cast Chris Pratt as Jared, but, um, you know, you never know. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I I think your movie has a better chance being, like, a biopic or a documentary series, something in that vein. I don't know if I want to see the dramatization of that story. I think it's traumatic enough of a story. Yeah. Yeah, now that I think about it, like, because uh, <laughs> like, I do you know what I compare it to uh, in my head? If I sh- what what's up? If I may, I com- I would imagine it's kind of like the Joker movie, where he just descends into evilness over the course of the movie. Uh, but I don't know if that works with, like, a character that's not as fantastical as the Joker, you know, because we know the Joker doesn't exist. We know the joke like, superpowers and, like, the mythology doesn't matter as much. But, like, it's Jared from somewhere. We know that's a real person. <laughs> like, Ray Kroc in The Founder, he's old enough, he's far away removed enough from the origins of McDonald's. We, like... To us, he's not, like, a real person because he's not around, you know? Right. Yeah. I'm trying to think if I can come up with anything else really quick. Um, yeah, it's a, hard, it's a hard prompt. We, we winged it. We saw what we could come up with. Yeah. Yeah, I was honestly thinking of, like, popular f- food um, industries and, like, it's really tough to know how many of them are global, you know? Um, and there wasn't any like little mom and pop stories I could think of either. Like how they started out as like the corner just selling like one item and then boom, they're monopolized. Um, 
it's kind of hard to yeah. the chipotle story i don't know <laughs> yeah um i though you know what I, I i do have one more hit me with it you know how um brad garrett's doing the jimmy johns commercials now have you seen uh, those? yeah i think so that would be kind of a fun movie um <laughs> I think he's trying to figure out like how they're how they're coming up with all these cool recipes for the Jimmy John subs, and he's yeah. like a competitor. Um, See, that's a fun, lighthearted idea. That's what I'm after here. Yeah, I I've always enjoyed that like premise of like. You know, you're a failing business. You see this new upcoming business that just keeps getting people in, and you're like, "Hey, let's steal their secret sauce." You know, and <laughs> that's always fun. So, yeah. you know, kind of make a movie based off of the commercial. Uh, I personally enjoy the way he says Jimmy Johns. Uh, <laughs> it's just comical enough to maybe uh, rope out a couple movies. Awesome, yeah. All right, that was a fun snack time about movie franchises. Tell us what fast food franchises you enjoy eating in the comments through text message, through Twitter and Facebook. Uh, that's our show, everybody. Thanks for listening. Tune in next time to the Q Busters.